we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Charlemagne the guy. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday! Yes, it's Thursday. We got our special guest co-host, Roxia Romero. No, get my name right, Envy. What? Romeo. Damn. I don't know why Jesus I wanted to say Romero. Crazy I don't no know reason. why I wanted to say Romero. Just adding rolling I know. I, just, well, I wanted to roll my R this morning. Roxy Romeo. Thank you. Good morning, Roxy. <laughs> Good morning. Okay, candles lit, everything. To what? Oh, uh, yeah. See, oh, so they, oh, they spelled my name wrong. That's yeah, okay. It got so, Romero on the list. So, Roxy been iHeart Mafia all these years, and they still getting your last name yeah, wrong? Damn. Yeah. I just yeah. say Roxy. I just Roxy. I don't know. Romeo. That's what I say. Romeo. Y'all know Roxy. Roxy been doing mornings in Philadelphia for how long now? Five years. Five years. Five years. Power yeah, 99. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. How you feeling, Roxy? I'm good. You all right? I'm blessed to be alive. Blessed to be here. Roxy was like, so wait a minute. I don't need my laptop yeah. or a Chromebook. Like, <laughs> People bring the stories to me. I'm yeah. like, that just started. That that wasn't like that all the time. It just started, but yeah. yeah. I, I've always still used this my laptop. But we still do our I, research I just feel in case. very naked right now, not having like oh, my laptop or my Chromebook oh, in front no, of me. You, you need to because they'll set you up. They'll say there's audio, <laughs> there's no audio. You know, they'll tell you that somebody's name is not their name, but yes. you know, yeah. 
Absolutely. And you might have your own notes throughout the show that That's you right. want to type out. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Things like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, today's going to be an action-packed show. Uh, the champ, the Charlemagne went against... First of all, Terrence Crawford will be joining us this morning. Uh, drop be, a bomb for Terrence Crawford. Drop one of clues bombs for Terrence Crawford. Here's the thing about Terrence Crawford. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows Terrence Crawford is great. Mm-hmm. But what y'all don't realize is Earl Spence is great too. Okay? So that was a pick-me fight. I've been picking Earl Spence for several years. Mm-hmm. Way before, uh, you know, everybody jumped on the bandwagon the last few weeks before the fight. You told that man he wasn't big enough. That's right. You told that man he wasn't strong enough. That's right. You told that man what you gonna do with Errol Spence put those biceps on you. I didn't say all that, but yes, I did. <laughs> and I want you and, to I have, was, and I was proven wrong. Not, I want you to have that same energy when he walks in here. Why would I have the same energy? The fight's over. Okay. Terrific <laughs> loss. <laughs> okay, we saw what happened. Right. That makes no sense whatsoever. Now, I don't think he's coming up here to promote, promote another fight. I think he's, he's, on his victory, he's on his victory lap. <laughs> That's right. He's on his revenge tour. He wants to look everybody in the eyes That's who right. said he was going to lose mm-hmm. and make him apologize. That's right. <laughs> I know I know how this is going to go. Oh, you can apologize. Uh, I got to think about it. Okay. Now right. I got to think about it. Got to see if he's still in shape from the fight. <laughs> <laughs> Also, Jeezy will be joining us. That's We're going right. to be kicking it with Jeezy. He has a book that drops. Uh, it's out now. It's out right now. Adversity for Sale. I was with Jeezy last night, too. We was at the uh, Schomburg Center in Harlem. We had a conversation about his book, uh, Adversity for Sale. Okay. We're going to have another conversation about the book this morning on The Breakfast Club. All right. Now, Roxy, you just jump right in. You ain't got to wait. You ain't. You feel something. You just don't. Don't just, you know. You see the Gusbins up here. You just, just want to jump. Yeah, just jump I, I don't in. have anything for the the boxers. I don't have anything mm-hmm. for Jeezy at the moment. I didn't read the book. Mm-hmm. Soon. Soon come. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news next. Teslin Figaro will be joining us. She'll break us down on what's happening out there. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got our guest co-host Roxy Ro- Romeo. Thank you. Envy. Is it Romeo or, or Romeo? No, she it's already Romeo. told you. You said it was Romeo. Was she? I did not. What did he say? What's going on here? You Roxy? you punking me this morning? So You're Romeo is like like Hispanic. I am not Hispanic. Mm-hmm. So it is not Romeo. Oh, it's Romeo. It is Romeo. You, okay. you all alone in here. You know only. Hispanic in here. I'm not Hispanic. I'm <laughs> fully black. Oh, no, red. Red Puerto Rican. Red is Puerto Rican, but I'm fully black, you ass. All right. Well, let's get right into front page news. Good morning, Teslin Figaro. <laughs> Yo, he really want to roll your eyes today. He really wants to roll his eyes. <laughs> What's up, Tess? <laughs> Nothing much. Good morning, DJ Emmy. Good morning, Roxy. Beautiful. Good morning. And Charlamagne Peace, Tess. All right. Well, let's jump right into DeSantis. What's happening with DeSantis? Yeah, you'll see this uh, this morning on a lot of the national shows. Uh, yesterday, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis suspended state attorney Monique Worrell of Central Florida effective immediately. Now, she was a state attorney for the Ninth Judicial Circuit. Uh, she appeared in a news conference yesterday to speak out on the, the governor's decision to suspend her. Let's take a listen. We'll talk about it on the other side. If we're mourning every anything this morning, it is the loss of democracy. Under this tyranny, elected officials can be removed simply for political purposes and by a whim of the governor. And no matter how you feel about me, you should not be okay with that. Mm. And that's not the first time, right? It's like the, the second. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Um, it is the second time, actually. Uh, he removed a prosecutor, uh, Andrew Warren, about a year ago. Uh, because he did not agree with him signing a pledge uh, to not ban abortions after 15 weeks. And so I'm glad you asked that, Charlemagne, because I was just looking that up. 
And uh, he's tried to challenge that and hasn't gotten anywhere with that challenge uh, as well. So uh, she mentioned, uh, Ms. Morrell said that she's been duly elected, you know, and mm-hmm. you can't just come in and be a dictator and say, hey, we just, you know, we want to do so. We don't like the way you move. Uh, the, the whole point of having an elected official is that you beat him at the polls. And just as a point of clarity, she she says that she disagrees with his decision. Crime has been down uh, since she's taken her position and she's promised everything she said she would do. Did he say why he wanted to remove her? Yeah, he did. He said that uh, he wanted to uh, remove her because she avoided issuing mandatory minimum sentences for gun crimes and drug trafficking offenses, uh, that she did not follow patterns and practices, allowing juvenile defenders to avoid incarceration. She issued a lot of those diversion programs, the one that Hunter Biden is under, Mm -hmm. uh, by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she issued a lot of those, you know, so that people don't go to jail and they can actually have a chance to correct uh, themselves. But that, you know, as we know, that's a conservative uh, liberal policy that a lot of conservatives don't agree with. Uh, But again, she disagrees with that. And I just want to put out a side note. uh, Orange County, that's kind of like my political stomping ground. And the previous uh, state attorney that was there, Maris Ayala, uh, Rick Scott always tried to get her out of office as well. She had a really tough time. I don't know if you remember that, but he gave her a really tough time because she didn't agree with the death penalty. And so she didn't run for election this last time. And this is how uh, Monique got the position, who won, by the way, by 66 percent overwhelmingly. So this particular state attorney position has always been something that uh, conservatives have went after uh, to remove. And these these two women just happen to be uh, African-American women. And, and Ted, even though, uh, you know, the, the uh, Ron. DeSantis moves like a dictator. We know that America is not a, a dictatorship, right? So Florida has right, to have right. a constitution, right? Right. That protects her from stuff right. like this, right? I would assume. Well, again, that's that's the whole point. You know, mm-hmm. the executive order, just being able to say, hey, I, you know, I don't think you're following uh, the law as you should. Mm-hmm. You're allowing criminals to go free. And that's the whole, that's why this is such a big issue. You can't, it's usually a higher bar set to remove an elected official. Like, yeah. you know, maybe they got caught with a crime. Maybe, you know, they actually did something. And so there's nothing that literally says what you can't, that's the whole power of an uh, executive order. It, it allows you to kind of do whatever you want to do, but you Usually is with somebody that has a little bit more, I guess, sense, if you will. Uh, they said, just to be honest with you, Charlemagne, that this is all about him trying to get some pump some more life mm-hmm. into his campaign mm. because his campaign is doing terrible right now. As we know, uh, he did another staff shake up this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is just a way to say, hey, uh, conservatives or Trumpers or whoever else, I'm willing to be the dictator that, you know, that I need to be, you know, if I were to be president. Yeah, but you know, Ron DeSantis is trying to change the law himself. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot mm-hmm. stand him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish Monique, uh, when she did the press conference yesterday, she would have had at least three people just in there holding folding chairs. Just don't stand by. Just holding them. You know what I Just holding them. Just Damn. holding them. And when somebody said, why are y'all holding those? He's like, oh, nothing. And then they just put them down and sit them. Mm. Sit them. That's <laughs> you know, That's they make them with, with beams on them now. They got beams on the, on the folding chairs really? now. Yeah, so for accuracy. Ooh, mm-hmm. I like that. All right. Well, that is front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Again, 800-585-1051. Tess, we'll see you in a couple of minutes. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, Henry? What's up, Trav? Uh, Peace, Trav. What's up, my brother? Or my sister? Uh, uh, what's going on, girl? How you, baby? I'm blessed, black, and highly favored, man. A lot of flirting this morning. Yeah. It's not flirting. I'm talking to my sister. And he said, how you doing, baby? And you said, I'm good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sister. Man, ain't nobody flirting. 
Evan, you telling us? Yep. Exactly. I'm going trap. Yep. <laughs> who y'all co-host? Come on, how you from Philly and you don't know who our co-host is? You being disrespectful. Oh, Roxy! <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I did see that on. I saw, I saw, I saw that on the breakfast page. What's up, girl? How you, baby? I am wonderful. How are you? I will. Let me not, let me not call you baby because Charlamagne might get jealous. <laughs> Evie might get jealous at this point. I don't get jealous <laughs> when you call women baby. Now you call another man, baby. We That's a different story. That's right. <laughs> Look, I'm calling to say one thing. That man that was out there smacking white women around with the chair, brother, if you listen, do not turn yourself in. They trying to set you up. <laughs> they already know his name, Trav. They, they, they spoke they, to him already. Yeah, they can go get him if they want to. Nah, come to Philly. He can come stay with me for a little bit. Whoa. <laughs> you show him how to use that chair the right way, huh? What? <laughs> that man too old for you. Here y'all go with y'all wearing this. Bye. Bye. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning, Evie. How you doing? Sean Stone, man. Sean Stone, what's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Man, you definitely the bottom, because Travel's the top just now. He called first. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm not going to engage with you, Charlamagne. Not today. <laughs> okay. Not today, buddy. Hey, shout out to Roxy, our Romeo. Yes, thank you for getting it right. That's right. Yeah, you know I got you, beautiful. <laughs> Yo, it's crazy out here. At 4.30 in the morning, everybody know I drive a sanitation truck. I saw a crime out here. Somebody break into a truck, into somebody's uh, box truck, man. Why you ain't blow the horn or something? Uh, call the police. No, I had to call the police. There I you go. The there you Did go. Did he get caught? But I wish I had a full insurance, shoulder, man. You wish you had yeah. Nathaniel Alexander's invention? I'm telling you. The, the only the only reason why I didn't like, go up the door, I didn't know if he was strapped or not, but it was a, it was a white male. He had on a, like a, like a handkerchief around his face, man. I'm glad you said that, Sean. Uh, I don't want us to get too gassed up over the folding chairs, okay? <laughs> there's, there's still people out here with guns. Yeah, that's very right? true. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right. I know. That's why I didn't attack. I just called the authorities on the perpetrator. Does that make me a sense? No, it no. makes you a civilian. Nah, you, yeah, you're not a, yeah, you're not in crime. You're Black a sanitation worker. Drop on a clues bomb for me, man. That's there right. You Concerned civilian and you're a sanitation worker. That's right. You are doing your public duties this morning. Absolutely. Sean. I, I didn't hear the, the, the clue bomb. They went off. You got to listen closer. <laughs> it'll play. This is a, it'll play. You'll hear it. Yeah. Hello, who's this? Yo, yo, Roxy, your, your voice got me turned on, girl. I can't even eat my breakfast. It's big chocolate, the toes sucker. How are your toes looking good or crusty? Ooh, okay. That's a that's a greeting. Good morning. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes, my mind. You're in town from Philly, huh? How you? How them toes looking? The, my toes are very, very cute. Hey, now, put, a, put him up to the camera and wiggle him for us. I don't us, know about yeah, that. You might have to pay for it. He's a wild boy. He don't even say good morning. He, he just gets to the sexual harassment. He, right. don't even, he don't even get say good morning. Just, just get right to the sexual harassment. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, 
Participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating While Broke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests. But with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and out one of you! Drive the Nissan Rogue. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wait. 
Wake up! Whether you're mad or blessed, it's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? <clears throat> in regards to Leonard McKelvey. Yeah, that now. Read the black delegation. We find that you have violated the name, image, and likeness of the great brother Morris Chestnut. Mm. You have been stripped of your Morris Chestnut looking like caught. You have officially been demoted to Samuel Jackson or Wayne Brady. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, he's, he's, he's talking truth. Like, you've been talking about you look like Morris Chestnut for the while, for the longest, and I think that's disrespectful to Morris Chestnut. I just want to know, do y'all eat breakfast first? You know what I'm saying? Or do y'all just call in wild? You <laughs> know what I mean? Y'all, y'all stretch before y'all wake it, up it in the morning? wrong with what he said. Any prayers, any daily affirmations? Just like, let's get right to it at 6 in the morning. There's like, nothing wrong with what he said. <laughs> These guys are crazy. What? There's nothing wrong. Oh, my Hello, God. who's this? Hi, this is Lauren. Hey, Lauren. Good morning. Get it off your chest, mama. So I'm actually back right now because I'm working about a few hours celebrating 35th birthday tomorrow. Oh, your and birthday's tomorrow. Uh, yeah, yeah, same day as uh, uh, 50th birthday of hip hop. Where's it go? Your phone sounds so crazy. All I heard was, is your birthday's tomorrow and it's the same day as the uh, 50th anniversary. I thought you said her phone is as old as hip hop. My phone might phone. be that old as hip hop. I thought you said her phone is 50 years old. Hey, it sounds like it. No, I'll, can you hear me now? Yeah, it's yes. way better. All right, perfect. I was trying to see where to go to celebrate when I arrived today and tomorrow. We oh, go to New York? A, yeah, they got a big show. What's the show? Oh, at, at Yankee Stadium. Yankee Stadium, yeah. Yeah, they got a big show at Yankee Stadium. 50s performing tonight at the Barclays. If you want to do that, a great restaurant to go to in Manhattan is Brooklyn Chop House. You can go. It's, it's black-owned. Well, yeah, well, some black-owned. It's a percentage of, of yeah. black-owned. This Friday is the Hip Hop 50 live at Yankee Stadium. Run DMC is the headliner. Snoop Dogg, Lil Wayne, Ice Cube, uh, Nas, Cameron, Wiz Khalifa. A bunch of people on that show. Yeah, so you can check that out. Huh? Brooklyn Chop House. You can go anywhere in Brooklyn to get some great Caribbean food, too, if you love that. Yeah, because I made a reservation for a Lamo BK for tomorrow night. I think that's black on the Caribbean as well. Okay. okay. Well, enjoy, and you have a great birthday, mama. Thank you. They got a Queens of Hip Hop set. They got Eve and Little Kim, Remy Ma, Trina. They got a Pillars of Hip Hop set you with Cool Herb. show. Yeah, Curtis Blow. It's, it's, a, it's a big show tomorrow. It's going to be dope. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up now. We have a Roxy Romeo here. She's doing the rumors this morning. Give us a little tease of what we're talking about coming up. We are talking Billy Porter. Unfortunately, this uh, strike has hit him and he has to sell his house. Jesus Christ. All right. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I need some breakfast. My equilibrium off. Mm. I'm, I'm bumping in the wall, stumbling. Feel like Diane Feinstein around this mother effer. Oh my gosh. Mercy. Morning, everybody. We are the Breakfast Club. What the hell's going on? We got our special guest co host. We have Roxy Romeo with us. Roxy! And let's get to the rumors. Let's go. Hello. This is the rumor report. It's Roxy Romeo. Roxy been iHeart Mafia all these years. I say Roxy. If you want to know if something is like cool or if it's hip, the only way that you're going to know is if somebody from the culture, the black culture, co signs it. On the Breakfast Club. Turn it up. I literally cannot with that intro. Taylor Gang. Oh Taylor my God. Gang right like, that was put together so quickly. Like, how y'all even got that clip of me? No, we work. We work. What? Ain't no we. Okay, That's can Taylor. We, can I take you to Philly? We work up here. Shout out to Taylor. I'm, sometimes <laughs> Thank I, you, Taylor. Sometimes I want somebody to take her, but no. <laughs> 
Every once in a while. We every need our Taylor. Yeah, every yeah. once in a while. All right, so Billy Porter, you know that this SAG after strike has been going on for, I don't even weeks at this point. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, it has hit Billy Porter in a hard way. He announced that he has to sell his home because he is not working. He said that he had been in the process of filming a, a show, a movie, and all of that has stopped. And because he's not making quote-unquote F.U. money, uh, he's been living paycheck to paycheck, and now he cannot afford his mortgage. God bless Billy, Billy Porter. Hate to see mm-hmm. him or anybody in that situation. But... The actor strike hasn't been going on that long, <laughs> so if you already at this it's point, been a month, right? Well, that's why he said he's he he was living paycheck to paycheck to support saying. his lavish lifestyle. If you already at yeah. the point where you have to sell your house and you wasn't managing your money correctly before, like yeah, he was living check to check. That's not Hollywood's fault, is it? No, that that is not Hollywood's fault. But a lot of times we uh. We, we uh, cash checks before they actually get to us, you know? Mm. And it could have been one of those things. Maybe he purchased a house because he knew he was doing this movie and he knew he was going to get a, a big check and this was his, the house that he caught at the right time and he purchased it and he's waiting for that check to come and then it just doesn't come. Yeah, but he's what? He, he, he got money from Broadway. You know, yeah, he did. He got money from uh, TV shows. Correct. Movies. Like, You're in that situation after only a couple months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, Anna? But, but we don't also managing don't, your money correctly. Or we'd also don't know what he's spending his money on. We don't know if he's holding down family members, if he's helping other people, if mm. he's like it, it's it's a, it's a bitch when you're expecting something to come in and then it doesn't. Mm. You know, because he he had a couple of movies on him playing. We don't know if those movies were worth a couple of million dollars, but yeah, it is sucks. Mm. I mean, he literally said, "I live paycheck to paycheck because I want to live this lavish lifestyle." Well, like he literally said that. Well, he should be be more frugal. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can't go chasing waterfalls. Sometimes you got to stick to the Nissan and the Altimas you used to. <laughs> For real. <laughs> like, what's wrong? I, you some, I don't. I don't know. But you're talking to frugal Vandross over here. Because so. <laughs> I've been I've been unemployed four times. I've been in that unemployment line. You know, I know what that feel like. So, or you got to want to go back. Or you got to make great investments. Remember, I've been in this industry since 17, mm-hmm. and and you know, some investments pay off, some investments don't. But you know, you just want to put yourself in a position where you do get monthly income from other things, just in case something does not. I agree. Or just save your money. Or Most just save of your streams money. of income. Most, yeah, but I hear people say they live a lavish lifestyle. Do you have to? Nope. You know what I'm saying? Nope. Like, do you have to? No. Okay. All right. So moving on. Yesterday, uh, 50 had his final lap tour at the Barclays. Mm-hmm. And apparently he brought out a slew of celebrities. Uh, who did you say he brought out, MB? I seen he brought out uh, A Boogie. I the seen baby. he brought out The Baby. And he brought out J. Cole, which was pretty dope. And so J. Cole uh, made a pretty big statement about 50's album. I think we have audio. Mm-hmm. If y'all don't make some noise for one of the greatest... Let's be clear, that's just an opinion. And that's J, that's J. Cole's opinion. <laughs> Okay, I love Get Rich or Die trying to, but Thriller is Thriller, bro. All right, Thriller sold over a hundred million albums. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that's Thriller. Yeah, that's 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 his opinion. Uh, but Fifty's album, when it comes to hip hop, is definitely in my top five hip hop albums. Agreed. Hip hop, yes, mm-hmm, hip hop, absolutely. But when you go outside of hip hop, Thriller is definitely in there. Outside of that, who else is in there? Thriller is the bar. You know what I mean? By the way, that's once again that's J Cole's opinion. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If he thinks uh, Get Rich or Die trying is better than Thriller, I'm not going to tell him no different. Mm-hmm. But that's his opinion. But definitely top five that. That album changed a lot in, in this hip hop. That's a great hip hop mm-hmm. album. 
in this hip hop world. So that's definitely top five. My one of my top five. I just don't like when people try to revise history, man. There's a lot of kids listening. First of all, you shouldn't even be comparing 50 Cent and Michael Jackson. That, that's a little weird. That's just it's silly. It's, yeah, it's one is pop, R&B, the other is... That's what I'm saying. That's just silly. Like, that's just bus. a silly comparison. But that's the album's to him, though. But then kids will repeat that because they heard J. Cole say, you know Get Rich or Die Trying is better than Thriller. No, then when I tell you to shut your little stupid ass up, you can call me old. You know what I'm saying? Well, and they've never heard old, Thriller man. before. Never heard, never even heard <laughs> Thriller. <laughs> Thriller sold 100 million plus copies. Okay, when people had to get up and walk to the record stores and drive to the record stores. That's different. Oh my God! That's times have changed. Yeah, well, fifties was that during that time when people had to go? There was no streaming. A hundred million. No. I, yes, listen to what I'm saying to you. Oh no, no, no! So hundred million, million plus albums, bro. Yeah, beats hundred. Come on, stop, and that man. and that was like the hard way, not the easy way. Yes, man, <laughs> not the yes. now way. And we love Get Rich or Die Trying, classic. Mm-hmm. But that was just a silly comparison, J Cole. All right, so do we have time for Lizzo? Yep. Okay, so you know that Lizzo is facing a lawsuit. Initially, it was from three of her former dancers, uh, you know, sexual harassment, racial discrimination, religious discrimination, all kind of discrimination. But apparently the lawyer has now been talking to more of her former dancers. So at least six more have now come forward claiming the same exact things. Mm -hmm. So it's getting worse for Lizzo by the minute. Yeah, the sad thing about this is we don't know if she's guilty or not. People, are, A lot of people are already basically saying she's guilty, which is not right. And lawsuits are like this. Once one person mm-hmm. puts out a lawsuit and people find a way to get us some quick cash, people are copy and paste that same lawsuit over and over and over and they, over they, again. They think check's about to be cut. Exactly. And if it's the same attorney, the same attorney is going to try to get everybody in the same mm-hmm. thing to make his case look stronger. We've seen it before. Mm-hmm. So you don't think that if somebody ends up having multiple people come forward there can't be some truth to it it could, not, not, it could this, be not in this day and age it could be but it also could be cap it also yeah. could be a money grab not it also could be people age. chasing money like I've, I've seen it happen a zillion and one Same. times like Same. like I used to believe it when it was multiples but now it's mm-mm. like not in this day and age I see the play mm-hmm. I see the, I've seen the play too much not, not that I'm trying to you know go off topic but like a Bill Cosby how many women that's, came forward that's different though that's that's when that's when I that's when I believed it. You know what I mean? That's different. But nowadays, when you see things like this with the the Lizzo situation, mm-hmm. we've seen these law- lawyers do this all the time. Sometimes they put the story out that it's multiples and nobody else comes forward. And then you see another email <laughs> that says, about it. Then, okay. "Then you see an email if you've been affected, please contact us." I've, I've seen <laughs> I've that. I've seen it a million. I've seen it yeah. too many times, man. I've seen it too many times. And they do the same thing with people all the time. Absolutely. Not just with Lizzo. There's a couple other people I've seen it happen to recently in the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. Multiple accusers have come forward. You never even see the other accusers. They just put that out in the press. Because mm-hmm. they try to make Lizzo's team fold. They want Lizzo's team to, to go cut ahead the and check. cut the check. Right. Well, listen. It's almost like a smear campaign. It's now. working. Almost. It is. It's, it's working because Made in America got canceled, and I am almost 99% sure that part of that was because she was a headliner. I don't think so. I think that was low ticket sales. I think that had to do with it, too. I think it was low ticket sales. I think it was low ticket sales because they, they could have found somebody bigger than Lizzo. I think. You think? I think so. Who's bigger than Lizzo? At this Are, point? A lot of people. Artist-wise? Yeah, yeah, but at this point, like a month away? <laughs> man, what's wrong with y'all, man? <laughs> y'all got to cut this out. Hmm? Okay. What? See? This what? Why, this why people this why people don't be liking us. You know? <laughs> what? <laughs> I just asked you a question. Mean, Who's bigger than Lizzo? No that's just that. There was no need for that. <laughs> there was no need for that. All right. Well, Whatsoever. that is your rumor report. Okay. Now, when we come back, we got front page news. <laughs> Teslin Figaro will be joining us. And then Jeezy will be here, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club on BET. Can't be wrong. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same.
With audio titles on business, fitness, motivation, and more, Audible keeps your imagination pumped and ready to hit new goals. Check out all the audiobooks, podcasts, and originals you could want and sign up for 30 days free at audible.com slash breakfast. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got our special guest host, Roxy Romeo, with us, of course, from Philly's Power 99. And let's get back into some front page news. Now, we got to discuss the senator that fell at her home, right? Yeah, once again, uh, yesterday, U.S. Senator Dianne Feinstein, the oldest member of Congress, fell in her home and went to the hospital. Now, the 90-year-old California Democrat has faced mounting concerns about her health and her ability to perform her duties as a senator. As you guys know, we've covered this story a couple of times on Front Page News. Uh, earlier this year, she missed several months of work because she was hospitalized for the shingles virus and its side effects. Mm-hmm. Now, since she has returned to work in May, she has been traveling the Capitol literally in a wheelchair, uh, believing in the I'm going to roll until the wheels fall off, literally and figuratively. Uh, and so that has uh, bothered people as well. And she appeared confused and disoriented. Remember you guys when we covered that story, how they had to literally come whisper in her ear to tell her to say uh, yes to a vote on the defense budget. Now since then her daughter has become her power of attorney. And so folks are saying again, you know, should she resign now or wait until uh, next year when she leaves office. She has said she won't be running again for re-election, but what do you guys think? They shouldn't. Re- she shouldn't resign. They should retire her. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. It's over. Mm-hmm. How much more do we need to see? Save her <laughs> from herself, all right? Democrats have to cut it out. Like, you're rolling her around in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. She falling at the house. Mm-hmm. It's over, guys. It's over, gals. Like, come on. Let's stop being stupid here. Not not, yeah. not not trying to be funny. Do they still have those those braces that you push in the police come? Because I don't see the commercials oh, no, anymore. I fall I fall in, I fall like, I can't get up. Yeah, do they still have that? I don't know. I'm sure it exists. The life alert? Yeah, the life alert. I'm sure I don't, see, life I don't see it anymore on TV. Because usually you see it all the time. I fall and I can't get up. But I, I'm just wondering. Because I don't see that anymore. And all you liberals yes, out there, I don't want to hear y'all talk about this is ageist. No, this has nothing to do no. with ageist. She clearly yeah. is not capable uh, of doing her job anymore physically. I, I don't I don't know about mentally, but right. definitely not physically. Let the woman ride off into the sunset without like all the stress. There needs to be an age limit. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's got yeah. I don't know what the age limit should be, but there has got to be an age limit where they at, once you hit this point, you need to just retire. Yes, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess you got another way to get around that is having term limits, which I support. You know, yes. term limits for mm-hmm. everybody. You know, which we need for many reasons. But you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is ridiculous. I mean, I don't know any other way to say it. Like you mentioned uh, last time, Charlamagne, you said that the vote should have been stricken from the record, and I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, well, this is time, just yep. ridiculous. Somebody has to whisper in your ear to tell you how to vote because you're confused. Right. Yeah, I mean, you got to treat yourself like an athlete, right? Athletes know when to walk away. Imagine if they didn't. Imagine if people was in the NBA rolling around in wheelchairs on the court, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, or, or coming out old, falling falling out on the court. Well, like, some no, athletes man. don't know, but they have they get cut. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? The team owners cut them. Yeah. Managers and coaches have to cut them because it's, it's, they just can't play. And then they have to go to other leagues. She needs to be cut. She should not be allowed to resign next year. Right. Like, they need to make an executive decision and say, we love you, but it's time. Now, let's talk about uh, why people are waking up tired. Yeah, I love, I, I hope you guys love it too. I love uh, covering stuff in health news. And I just saw this report and I thought about uh, you, Envy, this week. We, you were talking about, you know, the kids and, and how, you know, we got to keep them on a schedule. And so just want to throw out a couple of tips that if you are sleeping seven to eight hours a day and you're still tired, these may be some of the reasons. Fatigue, a sedentary lifestyle, anxiety or depression, inconsistent sleep, dehydration, that's my problem, I don't drink enough water, poor sleep environment or routine. And what that means is, 
is uh, making sure your bedroom is dark and cold at night. Uh, it says that uh, the bedroom should only be for sleep and sex. So that means, you know, no working in the bedroom, avoiding caffeinated drinks and alcohol. This is one that I found because I like to drink, you know, maybe a glass of wine a couple times a week. They said don't do that as well because that can interfere with your sleep. Sleep partner problems. If your partner snores or has a different schedule than you, I know you guys have mentioned that as well. And then sleep disorders. Mm. Now my my main is my kids. Like the, what, what's, what's the kids get in the bed? They sleep all different kind of ways. My foot in their yeah. foot on my neck, their hand. Like it's my my kids. So your kids sleep in your bed? It, we don't plan it like that. It doesn't it doesn't start off like that. They usually in their bed. Like last night, my my daughter when I was at the edge of the bed, damn near one leg sleeping over. My daughter was in my spot. It's just you know they might hear a noise. They, something might have spooked them, or the baby might just be like, nah, I'm not having it. And we have not had those is. problems in months. Our kids are on a really great sleep schedule right now. So my one-year-old is about to be two, and she has not woken up in the middle of the night in a long, 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 oh long, Oh, my long, God. Long, long I cannot wait to get to that point. My seven-year-old was the one that was in my bed. We separated them because I had my four-year-old and the one-year-old in the same room. Mm-hmm. Now I got my four-year-old and my seven-year-old in the same room in, in the bunk bed, and the one-year-old has the room to herself, and it's been great. Oh, my Damn. God. My, my eight-month-old... Two times a night, three times Two. a night. Now, oh, she's eight months though. You got a ways to go before you get on the, but the you sleep just, schedule. But you just said she's one, right? Yeah, she, but she's about to be two. Oh, she's she supposed to be two. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And my 16-year-old's on a great sleep schedule, so I'm late at that point. All right. Well, that is front page news. Thank you, Teslin. Absolutely. And make sure you subscribe to the Straight Shot No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network hosted by Teslin Figaro. And follow Teslin Figaro on all social media platforms. All right. When we come back, Jeezy will be joining us. He has a new book out right now. What's the name of the book, Charlemagne? Adversity for Sale. All right. And we'll talk to him next. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. And my team with murder, and it's just like... I ain't do nothing wrong. So for me, that was one of the moments, like, no matter how successful you are, you know what I'm saying, they really still, you know, and I, I just was like, man, I had to just switch it all up. And and then a lot of things happened in the time that I was in jail that I thought some people was going to look out for me, but they didn't. And and, and that really crushed me because it was just like, I always look out for everybody, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always taking care of people. And I just kind of felt like you just do it. You know, because you're a real one. Mm-hmm. And then when you start figuring out, like, damn, you might be the only <laughs> real person in in this situation. Now you're like, damn, I'm by myself. And I just had to, you know, make a change, man. I remember just calling home and talking to my, my daughter. My first daughter had just been born then. And it was just embarrassing, man, to call. You know, you're supposed to be this big man, this superstar. And you calling home, collect, well, you know, from jail. Mm-hmm. And, and your baby's on the other line. I can barely even talk. And she's, where you at? And you like... Daddy's gonna be home in a minute. Like mm-hmm. it's like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like, damn, like, bro, you better, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. And so that's that was like the real time. But every time before that, you know, it was just always instances where I just knew that this wasn't gonna work out for me, right? So I had to figure out how to change without losing everything. You know what I'm saying? Because it got a little point even with the music, you know. And people say it all the time, want your old music, but it's just like that was my old life. Mm-hmm. Like I can't continue to give you something that I'm not doing. It's like me trying to give you some food in my house. I don't even eat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's just like you get caught up in that. And then if you're not careful, you'll get stuck in that mindset, right? And you'll continue to do the same things. And that's why a lot of people didn't understand the verses. It's like, no, nah, bro. Like I gotta. I started this in, in my mind. I gotta put it into this. Mm-hmm. Like I went to Nipsey Hussle's funeral. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Like I was there. I mm-hmm. felt that pain. I felt that energy. And I'm like, I don't understand why 
Nip is not here no more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why it hit me so serious when Pop Smoke died. You know, maybe because he was in my studio when I threw Puff a Super Bowl party. I didn't even know who Pop was. Mm-hmm. He was with Meek and Fab and all these guys. He was in my studio house. We all party. And I'm like, who's that? They're like, Pop. I was like, okay, cool. The next time you hear about him, he's dead. But mm-hmm. like, why he did all this work, you know, to become a superstar and to get out of Brooklyn and then you go die in the hills. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. so I'm just looking at this and I'm like, how can I be effective? Because I'm not trying to preach or teach to nobody, but it's just like, bro, on the other side of the bush, it's a whole nother life, man. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's like peace and happiness and family and mm-hmm. real friends. That's right. You know what I'm saying? People you can call and say, Hey, you know, and Jan's my heart, by the way. Salute to Jan, love man, Jan. Shoot to Jan, mm-hmm. Jan, like she's my heart, bro. Like we're really friends. Absolutely. Right. And she goes hard for me. She don't even she don't know my walk of life but just imagine you know you feel your spirit right and there's a relationship and, and that's what real friends are they turn you on to other other people and you know people help each other out mm-hmm. instead of trying to bring you down so that's that's what the book is really about to me it's just it's about building and and being and understanding that like it, is, it ain't never too late to be better man one, one you know big transformation saying? that's in the book uh right right around the recession time when you decided to lose weight and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when I got my sex symbol. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was a good time. Mm-hmm. Wh- which part are you talking about? In particular? Well, you said you said uh, you, you didn't like the way all of that. You didn't like the way you were living. You didn't right. you weren't drinking no water. You weren't eating right. Crystal and Waffle House. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you decided to lose sixty pounds. Yeah, I did. And and the crazy thing was, well, what I really realized, like, because that was around the recession. I, I wrote the recession. The recession was the first time I like dialed everything back and was just really focused on the music. I wasn't doing no party and nothing. I was just working out, reading, learning. And it, it was like, when I went out there to do that tour, that was the first time I felt like a star. You feel what I'm saying? Because every time before that, up until that, I was going through, you know, survivor's remorse. I was mm-hmm. depressed. I was going through all these things. But now I'm shaking this off and um, I lost 60 pounds. And instead of it being all these gangsters in the front row, now it's ladies and they throwing bras, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I ain't never going back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. and that was the first time I I really embraced, you know, who I was becoming. Mm-hmm. And also too, I started to notice like when I was healthier, I was just making better decisions in life, mm-hmm. bro. Because this is the thing, like we all real, everybody come from where they come from, but you only get one shot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they say, you born, you look like your daddy. When you die, you look like your decision. That's right. So at the end of the day, bro, it's just like I could have took a lot of right and left turns and did a lot of crazy things but I was brave enough to start making decisions that I can actually live a life you know what I'm saying rather than to look like mm-hmm. I was living a life because mm-hmm. that's what goes on our coach we all look like we living good mm-hmm. but are we really that's right. you know what I'm saying like are we happy mm-hmm. are we at peace you know what I mean do we got real people around us mm-hmm. all those things weren't happening for me I was basically like getting up every day playing this role Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying and, 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 and in it but hoping I stay alive or free <laughs> you know what I'm saying so imagine that you know you got the world in your hands and it's just like you know it's not really in your hands bro like you know you can wake up tomorrow be all gone now you talk you talk about changing but also part of that was forgiving and, and letting go right when did you get to that point because you know where, where you come from the streets is, is a lot of times we don't forgive we don't forget right but you have recently right. with, a, with with artists with people well, with I, the I industry forgive, with everybody I, I, I forgive but I don't forget mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I had to learn to forgive myself you know what I'm saying I, I had because you know a lot of things you know we all make decisions bro like it, it, you're not going to be right every time mm-hmm. right and you're not going to be true to your purpose every time because you don't know your purpose as you're going mm-hmm. but you know I had to just 
forgive myself first and then start to understand that if I have this this hate and this malice in my heart towards somebody, it only hurts me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it, it only every day I get up and I'm upset and I'm mad. And I'm I'm this is this is how I feel. The other person don't give a damn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They living their life. Mm-hmm. They don't care how I feel. And once I started doing that, it just opened up a whole nother me because now I can go into a situation and I'm not taking things personal. I used to take everything personal, mm-hmm. right? And now I'm not taking things personal. It's just like I get it, bro. That's how you feel. I respect that. That's not my reality, so I'm mm-hmm. keep it moving. All right, we got more with Jeezy. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Jeezy. Charlemagne? Why adversity for sale? Because I feel like adversity was the biggest teacher for me, right? Adversity taught me so, like losing taught me so much, man. Mm-hmm. It, every time I lost, I just walked out of there and I'm just like, okay, what did I learn? And I started to break down, you know, how I was learning. And it was basically through all my losses. Like, I learned every time I wasted money. I learned every time I wasted a relationship. I learned every time, you know, I wasted my time and my energy on something. And I'm sitting here and I'm going, like, when you look at the world, everybody shows you how they winning, how they succeed, mm-hmm. what I'm riding, how I'm living. They don't ever talk about what they lost right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you see the finished product and that's why the instant gratification comes because everybody feel like they can walk outside and be you tomorrow that's where the hate come from really because mm-hmm. you feel like I can stand beside you and be you tomorrow mm-hmm. but you ain't went through what I went through mm-hmm. so adversity to me is just like I would rather focus on that than saying I won right I'd rather tell you all the times I lost because that's what the value was for me so I'd rather sell you that mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. than anything but you gotta believe. You know, I can give you the adversity, but you have to believe. I mean, ain't that part ain't that's mm-hmm. so separately. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That ain't got nothing to do with me. I, I love the book, but do you feel like uh, I still feel like you was kind of guarded? Uh, well, because there's certain parts you'd be like, "That's a whole other book." You know what I mean? Especially yeah. in your time in making. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you told little, it a little bit, but you didn't. Uh well, two things. The book to me wasn't about any malice, so I didn't want to throw anybody on the bus because mm-hmm. that that wasn't my intentions at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing is you got to understand, Charlemagne. You know, I am still a, you know coming from being a street guy, Absolutely. so I got to still about live by moral code. Absolutely, like I can't go out here and just you know I, I can't believe I'm talking this much, but mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. but it gives me a sense of freedom I can't front because I've had to sit back and not say nothing about a lot of things. But this is my story, my life my perspective but I'm not going to throw you under the bus in the process because I don't feel like that's going to help anybody right and for me it's just like if you know you know and if you don't then that means you're not supposed to know so that's as deep as I was willing to go uh, to to maintain my integrity Mm -hmm. yeah now you dropped a young a long time ago yes sir so do you want to be known more as Jay Jenkins now I like the Jay Jeezy Jenkins though it's kind of cool Mm -hmm. I mean for me it's like you know and I can only ask you like how you felt like being an author because it's just a different energy you know Mm -hmm. I've been doing book signings running around but it's like you know it's cool to read and when you see these you know saying these guys coming off the streets buying three four books that's right damn you know that's and, and they telling you like I, I hope this you know helps me out of what I'm trying to do and the crazy thing is like you know when you looked at Pac and everybody was looking at his whole thug life movement he really just stood for something he just had to word it so that we we can relate to it right mm-hmm. and you think about thug motivation you just had to word it but it's basically you know you're standing for something and when you think about J. Jeezy Jenkins it's like it's been young then it was Jeezy mm-hmm. 
That was Jay Jeezy Jenkins, so that's the evolution of everything that I've been, right? And I get to say that now as a proud, like, author, mm-hmm. right? And where I'm from, nobody even wants to hear your story, right? So for me, to be able to be called Jay Jeezy Jenkins, that means you respect everything I am and everything that I've embodied. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I love that. That's like an accomplishment. Was there anybody you had to talk to before you put this book out? Like, let them know, like, hey, I'm, le- I'm telling this story. I'm telling that story. No, nah, because I just did it from, you know, just uh, a, a place of being real and not having any malice, not, not, not like trying to be devious. So I didn't feel like, because when people tell stories, they just mm-hmm. tell stories, right? Of course, everybody got their own idea of what happened. So I didn't feel like, they, I don't feel like anybody's going to come out and say, yo, you, you ain't tell the truth about that. Because mm-hmm. we all was in agreement of what happened. Because mm-hmm. we was all there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I haven't had anything yet, so that's good. They said now writing this book helped you overcome uh, fear of failure. Why is that? Well, not even just failure. It, it's hit, writing this book just was very therapeutic. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. when you when you write and you have to read this back to yourself, like you reliving all that trauma. Mm-hmm. And I've just been so good at like just putting stuff to the side and not dealing with it, right? And you know, I tell everybody like even when I read the chapter about Shakir was in it, man. You know, it, it just you know I had to read it out loud and I had to go through what I was feeling emotionally. And it was probably like one of the first times I dealt with it. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. when it happened, I didn't I didn't grieve like like I didn't go through the process. I just put it with everything else that ever happened to me. But I'm like, this is a real human being. This is my friend. This is somebody who changed my life. This is not one of your homeboys from the neighborhood mm-hmm. who chose to live, you know, this type of life. And and it was just moments like that that really caught me off guard because, you know, I'm a s I'm a solid dude. Like I don't you know what I'm saying? But I had learned how to basically be emotionless. You know, is that because of your guy? I don't want to give too much away, but your guy that used to always be like, "Glad it ain't me." Yeah, I mean, we're not. Well, 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 the thing is, once you go through so much in life and you have so much loss, you just come to grips with it and you understand this is just a part of life, and that's mm-hmm. that's that's cool. But you still have to, and this is like some of the information and knowledge I learned. You still have to allow yourself to feel. That's right, and that's what I wasn't doing, mm-hmm. right? But I felt like that made me. Tougher, which is why when y'all would see me all the time, probably why y'all be like, right? you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I'm guarded because mm-hmm. I feel like that's what's going to keep me safe. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to keep me solid, right? And you build this wall and, 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 it, and it also keeps people out. Yeah, but it also blocks your blessings from coming in. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. And I just had to realize that, you know, I'm not there yet. You know what I'm saying? But I'm getting better mm-hmm. with understanding that it's, it's okay to feel that way. And, and I'm hoping that my transparency when it comes to us and people we grew up with understand like it's okay not to be okay mm-hmm. like it's okay to feel like mm-hmm. you don't have to walk around here and be a shell of a man you know because that affects your kids mm-hmm. it affects your family it, it, it affects your friends and a lot of my friends didn't even know me they thought they did they knew the, they knew the character you was portraying right. they, they knew yeah the mask you was wearing right the time. right they yeah. knew that but mm-hmm. soon i started having real conversations i'm like damn man like you know, you going through that too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now we helping each other. You know right. what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like, and people don't believe that. Like even with me and Nipsey, you just talk. That's why I love Nipsey so much, man. Like Nipsey would talk to me about books, mm-hmm. and we'd be in the club, like, and everybody partying, and he like, yo, you read, you know? And we just talking. I him. just, I, I just thought that was fascinating because mm-hmm. I was there too. Because I'm trying to get knowledge, but I'm like, damn, like who would have ever thought that Nipsey Hustle would be the person that right. I could talk to about books? Oh, that was him. You know, it's so funny. I was looking at this was recently. I was looking at the like the last conversation we was having, like via text, and it yeah. was him asking me about a book, a book, right? He was telling me to get him a copy of this this book. Right, yeah. that's crazy, bro. Yep. And you know, 
Long live Nip. Absolutely. I was going to ask, you know, your Subway uh, sandwich conversation. Does, yeah. does it ever bother you that people missed the message of, of you saying, I did this to... You You're so concerned with how much the sandwich calls, right? that you missed the message of what you were trying to say. You know what, man? Monty used to tell me, man, you got to leave ignorance where it's at. Mm. And I just could do the best I can to relay the message. It's on you to get it. Mm -hmm. But that was the craziest thing I, I'm, I'm just like hold up wait a for minute. weeks they were talking <laughs> right, about in the <laughs> book in the book it makes sense though in the context when you read it in the book okay. it makes sense okay so you did you yeah, did yeah, get yeah, in the book yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the point in case was like no I, I was so focused that I went to this place every day to eat because I knew I was going to spend a certain amount of money mm -hmm. right and I could save the rest of my money and to me that was me building my financial literacy skills and teaching myself how to manage money and that was the point I was trying to make. No, we I caught the point. I got yeah, caught the point. Subway gave me no money to get. <laughs> but, you, but I think that in the book you, you did that because you was hustling at a certain time. Correct. Right. So that certain time of day you was hustling right. that was part of your routine but you were right. still having breakfast and still having dinner yeah, and all that. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what it says in the, in the book yeah. to get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was still you know I was still doing my thing and, and by the way like a lot of people didn't even know like this is a you know I don't want to dive too deep in it but you talking about a town that probably had a population of 2,100 people. Mm -hmm. I've been it's like there. A, one of, yeah, you've been, you been to the. I've been there. It's like the first one of our fast food restaurants. So it was like you gotta look at the cost of living around. Everybody mm -hmm. working at family, they can't mm -hmm. charge what they charge in New York mm -hmm. or California mm -hmm. for a sandwich. You know what I'm saying? But you know that's that. But it, I'm glad you brought that up. Mm -hmm. All right, we got more with Jeezy. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, morning everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Jeezy. Charlamagne, yeah. what does 50 years of hip-hop mean to Jeezy? Man, I mean, it's so young. It's so young, but mm -hmm. yet so uh, powerful, man. Like, when I look around, I see my peers, man. I'm just proud, bro. Like, I'm, I'm just proud to see, like, the dramas and all these guys just being so successful and changing lives, mm -hmm. making companies, and holding down platforms. And it's only 50 years old. Mm -hmm. You know, think about that. You see it, and, and you know, I, I don't know what hip-hop makes all the way around. I mean, even for yourself, car shows and... Mm -hmm. You know, and the stuff you do, like, I don't know what it makes if we all, you know, just the billions that mm -hmm. it makes, but mm -hmm. it's 50 years old. Just imagine seeing a 50-year-old person that's worth, you know, you know, two, three hundred billion dollars mm -hmm. because he affects everything. So just look at hip-hop as a person. It's like we all been able to eat off of it, right? And we all been able to learn. Right. right? And I tell people all the time, like, I learn from Tupac. Like, which is why my music was always serious to me. Like, why I never just wrote it for money. Like, I didn't write the book for money. We could take the book off the table, and I still be here because this is my purpose. Mm -hmm. But hip hop gave me a purpose. Hip hop gave me a voice. Hip hop gave me a platform. Hip hop saved my life. Right? <laughs> you mm -hmm. feel what I'm saying? Because I could have been out of here. And God willing, you know. I never thought what I would be doing music in real life. Who are some of your biggest influences for people that don't know growing up? You know, hip hop turns 50 this Friday. Right. So like, who was who the, the reason that you said, nah, this, I want to do that because of this or because I heard that or because I seen this? We yeah. had a couple names in the book that surprised me. Yeah. One, one in particular. But Who's it? Who Trick. I oh, love yeah, Trick. I, I love yeah. Trick, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that was because I was hustling in Florida mm -hmm. at some point and, and Trick was like, he was like the god down Absolutely. there. Mm -hmm. And he was just speaking real talk you know what I'm saying like uh, I'm about my money and all those songs he had like I just resonated with it and that's when I was kind of getting a little Florida vibe but to answer your question like to me the biggest entrepreneurs I saw that I couldn't figure out mm -hmm. how they was doing it was the masterpiece and the cash money because they were showing us all the stuff 
that we wanted like mm -hmm. when you first saw the hunt video like i never seen a yellow ferrari in the middle mm -hmm. of the projects like i wanted that you know and i went out and i achieved that mm -hmm. i i got the yellow ferrari i got the two three rolexes at one time i had the gs 400 lexus the gs 300 lexus but i was watching them right so that made me want to do what they was doing because that was the only way i saw that you can get money now what made me change my life was when i was in boot camp the first time i heard over the radio dear mama uh so many tears from tupac mm -hmm. now that's that's when it changed on a like on a personal on, yeah like mm -hmm. i love what cash money and no limit was doing this musically but like tupac touched me bro. like he was my my people my preacher uh my mentor my go-to mm -hmm. like this is how i'm learning and and because like i said again like you know when you come up the way we come up a lot of people didn't have morals and values at that time because mm -hmm. they was just trying to survive. Mm -hmm. So I was getting all my morals from Tupac. That's how I kind of knew what not to do, what not to say, and how not to talk and how not to be. To me, when a mu when music affects you like that, that's that's something different, and and that's what made me want to do it. I, I love reading books like yours because you get to see how how a whole city grew and evolved. Right, Atlanta. Right. Right. I didn't realize Shorty Red had that much influence over your yes you know whole career now yeah. i mean we knew he was yeah one of your go-to's when it came to production but right. i'm talking about just as far as everything yeah no nah, for what it's worth you know i i, I feel shorty you know what i'm saying like I, I feel what he's going through where he's at with it. i've been there mm -hmm. you know we just gotta all just climb out of there but as far as like showing me the ropes allowing me to be around so i can understand what to do musically mm -hmm. Um, that was all me just hanging around him and then when we created a sound that was me and him sitting in his basement you know Shawty believed in me then you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying and, and, and again like a lot of things happened like fame happened success happened and you know I just ran with the wind right mm -hmm. so maybe we didn't have the conversations of how that was going to work out if I was to succeed is there anything that you feel like you left out of the book I mean you didn't even get into your, your new life being a husband yep, you know? yep. Mm -hmm. well I felt you know and people ask me that and you know how you know how you want to show everybody every room in your house except your bedroom mm -hmm. yeah, cause yeah, it's yeah. sacred Absolutely. like it's your Absolutely. one thing it's like that's my that's my sacred mm -hmm. place like I don't want mm -hmm. nobody I don't want all these things that I've went through to even you know connect with that cause mm -hmm. I feel like you know I don't I don't want that energy mm -hmm. in my new life. I feel like I'm writing something to stop that chapter. And if you peep while I stop the chapter, and if you watch how I live my life, and people are like, why'd you stop on verses? I said, because that's when I made a decision. That's, that was the decision, evolve or die. So, bam, stop right there, and I'm mm -hmm. going to evolve. Y'all deal with that. That's, mm -hmm. that's on y'all to figure out. I ain't got to never do another record in my life. You know, to a lot of people, verses was just music, but it was so much behind that culture. Right. And, and, and one of us had to make a decision. Because if it would have went the way everybody wanted it to go or thought it was going to go, um, then we would be in the same place. And there's not any place, safe place for somebody to say, hey, bro, I don't really get along with what you're talking about, but we got to figure this out, which is the conflict resolution, right? Mm -hmm. Because when I look at Young Thug and Lucci, that hurt my heart, bro. And my thing is, when I see these, these guys sitting in jail and prison and all their people is out here starving and the people they was taking care of and uh, employing and all that mm -hmm. is, is, is a wrap. But for what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, because we can't sit down. So that's what Versus was about to me. And I'm going to keep it a thousand. I ain't need to do no Versus. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, but for the culture, I owe, I owe them that. Mm -hmm. I'm the one that was telling them to go out here and do what they had to do. Mm -hmm. So how I'm going to go make another move and do what I got to do 
And I tell y'all, hey, look, bro, I'm going to make this decision for all of us. And it might be unfavorable. Everybody might not get it, but you will before it's over with. And I love how you broke down where you were at in that moment when the truth played. Yeah. It was like, you was like, stay scrapped because it came. Oh, no, it was, you made the, it was there. It was right there. <laughs> Ace was queued up. Right. Ace right. was ready to go. That's he could have right. set it off. That's right. In my mind, I just said what I had to say because it didn't affect me then. It's not going to affect me now. And we already done been through about 15 years of this. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm moving on, bro. You know, and that's that's in front of the world, mm -hmm. right? In front of everybody that respects me and might not respect me tomorrow, but they ain't got to do with my kids, mm -hmm. my life, my, right. my, my legacy, none of that. And that's why I stopped the book there because I'm going on to live my new life. Right. And if y'all want Jeezy, he back there. Now, if you want Jay Jeezy Jenkins, He's at the Breakfast Club. <laughs> you and, feel me? And adversity for sale is in stores right now. That's right. right. The book is out right now. Make That's sure right. you go pick it up. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeezy, we appreciate you, I brother. I appreciate y'all, brother. I understand. Wow. And you read your book, too. You read the audio version. Yes, I That's read right. the audio version. The book is out right now. You can get it anywhere books are sold. That's Audible, that's Amazon, and every bookstore in your neighborhood. That's right. Barnes and Nobles. Love. There you have it. It's the Breakfast Club. It's Jeezy. My God. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests. But with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got our guest co-host, Roxy Romeo from, of course, Power 99 out in Philly. Welcome, Roxy. Thank you. And let's get right into the rumors. All right. If you want to know if something is like cool or if it's hip, the only way that you're going to know is if somebody from the culture, the black culture, co-signs it. On The Breakfast Club. Turn it up. My God, can I take this with me? I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so... Offset, it is being reported that he filed for immediate dismissal of the lawsuit he filed in August of 2022 against Quality Control Music. So the lawsuit claimed that Quality Control was claiming ownership of his solo releases, despite the fact that he executed a deal with them in 2021 to buy back the rights to his music. He took special offense to this because apparently the purchase was not cheap. He stated the quality controls claims over his solo music was, quote unquote, wrongful and knowingly violates Offset's rights to his own music. So he officially filed to drop the lawsuit on Tuesday and the paperwork uh, was reportedly dated August 4th. Earlier this year, he told Variety that he was going full-fledged with his solo career. His new album, Rocket Power, is set to be released on August 18th. Uh, the album is being released once again on Quality Control. I so- thought Quavo was Rocket Power. Well, mm. I'll look it up and we oh. will confirm. Okay. But um, the album is being released on Quality Control again, so I'm guessing that they obviously worked out their differences, but he already released his first single for the project, Jealousy, of course, featuring his wife, Cardi. That was hard. Which is dope. Yeah, I love to see Quality Control and Offset work that out, man, because I, uh, I love everything QC has built. You know, everything P and Coach have built over there, and we know all of them together. Like, the foundation of Quality Control to me is P and Coach and, you know, the Migos. That's what I think of when I think of quality control, you know? Yeah, me too. So I'd love to see them uh, work that out. All right. Uh, Moving on, Travis Scott. So he recently had a show in um, Rome, Mm -hmm. and the same situation has surfaced. So he is now under the microscope. Um, There have been 60 people that have come forward claiming that they were injured at his show. There were 60,000 people at the show. Mm. But the thing is, is none of these injuries were like major injuries. It was like, oh, I stubbed my toe. I have an injury. Oh, I scraped my knee. Oh, I have an injury. And so now because of this, he is getting put on blast. Yeah, this is sad. He's going to have to, but the the, the sad thing about it, he's going to see that at a lot of his shows from here on out, that people are going to do that. They're going to try to get a check. going to try to do that because it seems like an easy money grab. Yo, you put 60,000 people anywhere, there's going to be some type of commotion. Exactly. <laughs> like at a mm. concert. I don't even know why they keep having these big ass contracts with all these people. 60,000 people is a lot of people. Yo, there's imp- it's, imp- it's impossible to have the level of security to contain 60,000 people. I mean, Ed Sheeran did it at MetLife. You, you had uh, Beyonce just did it. You have Super Bowl. You have baseball games. You have That's basketball true. games. You have all these soccer games, these football games. So, so, is it, it is so, a problem with it. so is it the music then? 
No, I think I think is like it the music you said, that causes them to be rowdy. Because like you said, if it, it was eighty thousand plus of that sharing, it's a, it's those big numbers that Beyonce. You don't see that type of stuff. But I think you do see a lot of these injuries that it's people don't report it. Like you 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 trying to music. tell me that at these football games, these soccer it's games, nobody music. gets hurt. It's the they music. have to get hurt. It's, it's, not, the, it's not just the music. It's the music. You see it all the time. These people get hurt at these it's games. The music. It's not true. If you have all these people rowdy and they turned up, it's going to be and, injuries. And you don't you see all the time in these football games? Yeah. These football games, these soccer games, people get injured and hurt all the time. You just don't hear about it. It's Travis Scott. That's, that's what, That makes it the story. That's not true. That it's, 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 the, it's the music. It's the fact that they wild and they being rowdy with more people. I bet you if hurt. you look up how many times people get hurt at these these huge international soccer games where they're fighting and jumping and going crazy and sometimes they run on the field, people get hurt and injured. Maybe. I mean, this is this this particular situation is definitely just because it's Travis Scott that they're That's putting right. a microscope. That's like good. a fourteen year old boy got hurt, but it, it was his fault. Like he literally tried to sneak into the show and sneak past security. He was on some kind of structure and jumped off and hurt himself. Oh, that's his dumbass. Exactly. Right. So that's the kind of stuff you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. All right. So Forty Forty Club, the iconic club here in New York, owned by Jay Z, has reportedly closed its doors. It opened in two thousand and three. It's been a staple in the hip hop community. Um, and the rumor is. Or supposedly they're only closed because they're planning to open up in another location, but we don't know how actual how true that actually is. I loved uh, I loved the forty forty when I was uh, out and about all the time. I just felt like the forty forty uh, in the last couple of years just didn't do enough because it was the only place where we all can go to watch the games, to watch the fights, to watch the sports. And I don't know what happened. I don't know maybe because Jay is moved to the West Coast. It, it just that we lost that feeling and hopefully they're moving it to another venue. I hope you get that feeling back because you go to all these other markets, all these different cities, there's places where we all can go watch the game, where we can all go watch the fight and we can watch it together as a culture and feel safe. And New York just doesn't have that. So with that, them losing the 40-40, I hope they're able to, to open back up and restructure what, and create that feeling again. What I would like to see is Jay-Z and Rock Nation get granted the license for the casino in mm, Times Square. And then put and the 40-40 40 40 40 40 40 40 in, in the casino. That would be amazing. Square. That would be amazing. Would be, so maybe maybe so that's the location. That, what is that about? Uh, yeah, they're trying to get a license for a casino they put in, 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 in Times Square. I think oh. they're, they're putting a bid for it. Yeah, they're granting, I think, one person yeah. a oh. casino license and... Jay and then put in a, a bid for that. It. That would be, would be dope. Can you imagine the 4040 oh, in the casino? That's what I'm talking about. That feeling. Now there's something to do. Go in there and watch the fight. Go there and watch the games. You could oh, go gamble. Man. Then you could. Oh, it's a hotel. Man. You could. Oh, that oh, would what's be. What's the likeliness of him getting it? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I hope know. so. He's in the. He's in the bidding. He's in the running. For I him. hope mm-hmm. so. I pray so. I, I, I pray so too. And Charlemagne, you were right. That is actually Quavo's album. What? The um rocket rocket power. Yeah. What are you talking about? Okay. He's old. He don't remember. He don't remember. That was, that, was only, that was only five minutes ago. Oh, 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 that was only five okay. minutes ago. Okay, hey man, things move fast out here, man. I was already I, said I don't think we know the name of his album. Got anyway, you. so that was it. Said, what you talking about, Willis? What you talking about? I say that. Not all about what you say? Okay. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Thank you, Roxy. Charlemagne. Yes, indeed. Who are you giving that down to? Man, we need a woman named Brittany McClure. She's from Michigan. She needed to come to the front of the congregation. We would like to have a word for her. And uh, I don't want I don't want you women to judge. Because a lot of you women have been in this situation, you know, dealing with a dog. We'll talk about it for after that one. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. If you're hiring, you know it's hard to attract top talent. Team up with the hiring partner who understands how tough it is and knows what you need. ZipRecruiter. Go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. This going to be a donkey. Because right now you want some real donkey it's time for Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Uh-huh.
Did she get donkey in the day? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. It's the Breakfast Club, bitches. We're donkey. <clears throat> well, donkey of the day for Thursday, August 10th goes to a Michigan woman named Brittany McClure. Uh, Brittany, Brittany, Brittany. Mm, 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 mm. She made the mistake that a lot of women make in life. And now she got into a romantic relationship with a dog. All right, a lot of women have been there, so don't judge Roxy. I mean, don't, don't judge Brittany. Roxy, I'm sure. Wow. I'm sure. No, <laughs> don't no. judge Roxy. Roxy, Roxy been there before. No, definitely not me. I was, when I asked Roxy, Roxy, I'm sure you've been involved with a dog or two in your lifetime. You're from Philly. Jesus. I'm from Miami. Oh, Miami. You work in Philly. Yes. Yes, that's right. Now, there's two types of dealings with a dog. You can be a woman who doesn't know they are dealing with a dog. Are you a woman who has a good man, but you get an action from a dog on the side, which I'll never understand. Because if you got a good man, why would you want to creep with a dog on the side? This is what happened to Brittany. Uh, she got caught by her ex-boyfriend. Her ex-boyfriend had a surveillance camera set up and caught Brittany creeping with Max. Okay, yes, that's the name, Max. Max is a known dog in this town, yet Brittany couldn't help herself, and she was caught creeping by her ex-boyfriend. Not just creeping. He got her on camera performing fellatio. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine catching your significant other on camera giving fellatio? And what makes the situation even worse? On the video, she's trying to get Max to reciprocate. And Max not with it. Max keeping it player. Max said, thou shalt receive, but thou shalt not give. Okay? When people show you who they are, believe them. Okay? When a dog shows you who they are, believe them. The book of Gucci, chapter 3, verse 32. He told you what a dog was all about. I'm a dog. Repeat that 17 times. And then he told you I'm a treater like a dog and pass it to my dogs. Okay? A person with that mentality not reciprocating oral. Okay? This is not a you put your mouth on me. I'll put my mouth on you situation. Not when you messing with a dog. I'm not even mad at Max. I'm mad at Brittany for not knowing any better and guess what she got arrested oh yes 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 her ex-boyfriend turned her in because what she was doing was a crime what do you mean uncle Shala? a crime well let's go to fox 2 detroit for the report please ever seen anything like this i have not you probably have not either the taylor man says this week he caught his ex-girlfriend Brittany mcclure on home surveillance cameras at their taylor home they still share in that video, it shows defendant Brittany McClure lying on the living room floor on a, what appears to be a mattress covered with a blanket. She then removes the blanket and calls the dog over to her. That's Taylor PD's detective, Philip Collop, who had to analyze the six minute video. She is heard saying good boy. He secured charges against McClure for sodomy and animal abuse. Max is even named as the victim in his report. He plays say it's his ex-girlfriend performing uh, fellatio on the dog named Max and um, her attempts to, to get Max to reciprocate. Lieutenant Frank Canning, at this job 24 years, he's dumbfounded, says McClure confessed and even told investigators why. Kind of a uh, interest in a fetish, uh, stuff that was seen on the internet. Good news, Max was not hurt. Now, Roxy, I asked you a question, baby. <laughs> and I'm going to ask it again now that we have more context. I'm sure. Have you ever been involved with a dog or two in your lifetime? Uh, not that kind of dog. Okay. 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 <laughs> Brittany is nasty. Mm -mm. Disgusting. Is it okay to shame her or will I get attacked by the canine sexuals? Huh? Mm -hmm. Let me make sure the Dog Lovers Association of America isn't fighting for people's rights to have sex with pound puppies. Peter, how do you feel about this? Are you going to call for my cancellation because I think Brittany is mentally disturbed mm. for sucking a dog's one-eyed pink pocket rocket? Huh? <laughs>
Not to mention, she tried to get the dog to reciprocate. You know why the dog wouldn't reciprocate, Brittany? Because dogs don't like dry food. All right, sometimes you got to pour some warm water over some dry food to make it softer. Brittany, you was dry, boo. All right, you want the dog to eat. You already got to come with it wet and soft. Also, everyone knows it's not dogs that reciprocate. It's cats. That's why you have so many cat women in this world. Put a little honey down there and the cat will go to work with that rough tongue. But that's neither here nor there. Back to the dog. You're under the blanket, calling the dog over, talking about good boy, good boy. Also, you can put your mouth on this dog's milk bone. Yuck. Now, what's been confusing me about this situation, what I've been pondering was rather or not Brittany had feelings for Max because she could have had feelings for the dog. Oh, she could have not. All right. If she doesn't have feelings for him, if they was just getting it in, quick drive by, it would probably sound like this. But what if Brittany loved this dog? What if she was into this dog? What if she cared for this dog? If she did, it would sound like this. Please give Brittany McClure the biggest hee-haw. <laughs> Nothing left to do here but play a game of Guess What Races! All right. Well, hold on. There we go. <laughs> Brittany McClure yes. got caught applying that dog lipstick to her lips by her ex-boyfriend. Yes. Roxy, Guess What Race She Is! Ah, uh, for $500, I'm going to go with white. Okay. <laughs> DJ Envy, yes. Brittany McClure, mm. got caught sucking on that K9 incher. Guess what? Race is white. Mm. <laughs> well, Roxy and DJ Envy, guess what? Both of you are correct. Yeah! She is absolutely Caucasian. She is Capitol Riot white. <laughs> she is Montgomery, Alabama, starting fight with crew workers white. Look at her. Look at that big old jar of Hellman's. That is a human jar of Hellman's in the flesh, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? Mm, mm, <laughs> All right. Mm, mm, mm. Lord have mercy. Mm. That was a nasty-ass donkey today. Yeah. All right. Well, Absolutely disgusting. BET. We'll see you tomorrow, BET. Mm-hmm. We'll see you tomorrow. That was disgusting. That was just nasty. I enjoyed it. That <laughs> <laughs> sounded quite, quite hilarious. Okay, it was very entertaining to me. All right. Well, when we come back, let's see if you have that same energy. Because mm. the champion, Terrence Bud Crawford, will be joining us. Bud will be here. Uh, if uh, everybody that's listening, I don't know if you remember a couple of weeks ago and a couple of months ago. You know, couple, several years. Years. For several for the years. Last couple of years. I've been saying Earl Spence would beat Terrence Bud. Crawford. You said Terrence Crawford Not wasn't strong enough that, that, against Earl. You said he Different. wasn't powerful enough against Earl. You said what you gonna do when Errol Spence comes for you against Earl? Not everybody else. Okay. We're gonna see if you have that energy when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Why would I the have that Breakfast energy? Club. Everybody, it's DJ MV Charlemagne the guy. Yo, Bud, 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 Bud wanted to sit there. Bud wanted to sit in your seat. Bud wanted to sit in your seat. And he said, if you want him to move, you gotta make a move. No, no, he right where he needs to be.
Bud said he want to sit in your seat, and if you want him to move, make him move. Hey, that's what he, he said. Right where he need to be. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the champion thanks, thanks, Terrence thanks. Crawford, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Charlotte, man. Would you like to say anything? Sure. I mean, I gave myself donkey of the day. I, oh, was, I apologize. Was, I, <laughs> <laughs> he said apologize. For a wrong sports and, and, say, and say you're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> say it all. Listen, I, I, I don't know if an uh, apology is necessary, but I was dead wrong. Mm. Say you sorry for, for being dead wrong. <laughs> I apologize. Okay. I apologize for picking Earl Spence over you. He picked Earl Spence way before. Way early did. on. I did. The, the most impressive thing about the fight was everything that I thought Earl Spence would do to beat you, you neutralized it. Right. Took away his jab. His size didn't matter. You were clearly stronger. You hurt him. And I asked you, I said, how you feel that he's stronger than me? But I, that was before I saw the video. You deadlifting uh three. How much was that? Four hundred pounds. Like four or something. Four or something. I didn't know you. I really didn't know that you had that that type. He of slept thing. on you, Terrence. Man, shut up! You don't watch boxing. You. I, I'm Knock a casual off. boxing fan. <laughs> I seen that fight. So, but let me let me ask you a question. I know it, it seemed like it felt good because it you had so many doubters and so many haters, people that didn't believe in you. So did you feel like that was your That's time? That's not true. He was the, he was up in Vegas. Could he you let the, this brother talk? That's Vegas. Yeah, but there's plenty of people. Did you, you feel like there was a lot of people that doubted you, hated on you, especially from the culture? Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of people doubting me and saying the same thing that he was saying mm -hmm. because I'm pretty sure he didn't base his opinion off of his own knowledge. Mm -hmm. He based his opinion off of what people were saying. Oh, no, no. That was based off what I saw. So, yeah, but yeah. when you start seeing this and this and this and everybody keeps saying oh well he's big he's strong and everybody keeps saying that and then you see him fight you know then you're like alright well this dude is big and strong and so you start believing the hype he didn't do his own homework just like everybody else so mm -hmm. then you get a lot of people in the comments you get a lot of people on social media you get a lot of people in interviews they say oh well Terrence Small because I'm skinny mm -hmm. oh he's small he's little he's coming from 135 or and they go with that narrative, you know. And then when the fight happened, then everybody, they shocked. They mm -hmm. surprised. They like, man, wow. But not giving me the credit for knocking out every opponent that I faced in the welterweight division. You and have I, to admit this is your best performance ever in the ring. I wouldn't say that. You know, I would say it's my best performance against the level of competition that it was. Given the performance that I had against a level of competitor like Errol Spence, then that's when everybody give me my respect now. So is this a revenge tour? Are you just going to go around to all the media outlets who said that uh, Earl... <laughs> he should. <laughs> that Earl was going to win and make him apologize? That's what you nah, man. I just want to, you know what I mean, see your face because <laughs> you was one of the main people, you know, mm -hmm. not the last time, but way when I first came on here. Like I've, been, I've, I've always thought Earl... Oh, not 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 discrediting you in any way. Just saying, I always thought Earl would win if y'all fought each other. Yeah, so I just had to see your face, you know, sit in your chair and you know, <laughs> make you appreciate greatness that's sitting next to you. Well, the rematch happened sooner or later, and I mean, I know you 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 heard the commentary after the fight. Even like Stephen A. Smith believes Errol should retire. What's your thoughts after fighting him? Well, I don't think he should retire. I think he should t take a little time off, get his mind right get back in the gym and get back focused because I never took a loss in the professional uh, rankings, but I know how, how that can affect you mentally, being at this high level and losing the way you lost. You know, you start questioning yourself. You start asking yourself, do I still got it? Am I getting old? Am I slipping? You start asking yourself all different type of questions that you got to answer. 
So I just would tell him, you know, you're a great fighter. Take a little time off and come back and, you know, do it again. But don't Have you spoke to him? Have you spoke to him after? No, I send him a text message. Mm-hmm. Send him a text message. Check up on him. Did he reply? I mean? Yeah, he replied. Like I told everybody, I don't hate Errol Spence. Like, I'm a fan of Errol Spence. Like, mm-hmm. it was just business at the end of the day. Did you carry Earl a couple rounds, man? No, Earl. Earl. I feel like you could have got, and I, I love Earl, but I feel like you could have got him out there a little bit earlier. It looked like you you let off, especially in the eighth round. No, man, you got to understand, man. Earl's a, a great fighter. He's very strong. He's got the heart of a lion, and he's very tough. Mm-hmm. You know, he just keep getting up. Like he, getting up, yeah. he like, man, I'm not giving up. I don't care what you do. I'm gonna keep getting up, and I'm gonna keep fighting. So, yeah, he did what he had to do to uh, last the uh, the time that. You last. You think the ref should have stopped it at that time? Because even when yes. he stopped it, Arrow was you know put his hands up like I'm I'm still going. Do you think no. that was the time to stop the fight? Oh yeah, for sure. But I think that his 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 corner should have stepped in in the seventh round. You know, I feel as if they believed in Arrow, but at the same time, they should have saved the fighter from himself. Because this fighters, we gonna keep fighting until there's no fight left. Were you concerned about that? Because there, there's been these rumors that you know neurologically something is off. With, with Earl, so were you concerned about that as you were fighting him? Like, did you see any of that in the ring? No, nah, no, nah, mm-hmm. not not at all. You know, because when I'm in the ring, I'm I'm in kill mode. You know, uh, it's not my job to let up. You know, it's my job to to hurt you mm-hmm. because we're in a hurt game. And if I was in that situation, he would be thinking the same. Now afterwards, yeah, I'm gonna be like, damn, you know, I'm feel sorry for you. I'm check up on you. You know, wish him well. Pretty much. I go. Right. So what you gonna do next? Because Jamel Charlo is getting stripped of his belts, and I know you wanted that to become what undisputed champion in three divisions, right? Right. So if when that happens, what you gonna do? Who you wanna fight now? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting back, exploring my options. Is Jamel off the table for good? If you don't have the belt? No, I know, not at all. Mm-hmm. I hope he come back and him and Tim Zoo fight, and I fight the winner. Mm-hmm. But I really, you know, I mean, want to fight him. What he- about Boots? Boots? Boots is the mandatory. He's calling you out now. Listen, right now in my career, a lot of people like boost this, boost that, boost mm-hmm. this. You know, uh, fighting boost is a lose lose situation. Mm-hmm. I win, they're gonna say, "Oh, well, he was young, he wasn't ready." You know, uh, he was talented, he was skillful, but you you got the experience over him. You got so much more than this kid that that never been tested before. Mm-hmm. You know, because we always seen him. When in fashionate way, mm-hmm. you know, to where we say, "Oh man, he's cold, he's skillful," but he's never been in the ring with nobody to test him. Mm-hmm. Me fighting boots would be like, "Okay, well, you be boots. It's not a mega fight. Mm-hmm. It's going to sell a little bit because of your name and what you just accomplished, mm-hmm. you know." But now what? So is not, it about just no the money? Dis- Definitely, okay, one hundred percent about the money. Mm-hmm. Not taking anything away from boots, but. Where I am at in my career right now, I didn't fall my ass off to get to where I am, mm-hmm. and I deserve to do whatever the f- I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what nobody say, how anybody feel, or or any of that. Do you see the comparisons when they say uh, Crawford in his prime versus Mayweather in his prime? Who would win? And what do you think about those comparisons? Well, yeah, man, I I respect it. I respect it. A lot of people always, uh, well, Ben asking me, you know, what I think, and I always say. You know, Terrence Crawford against anybody. You know, I'm not going to say one man would would do anything with me, but I respect the hell out of Floyd. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been a fighter that I've looked up to his whole career, mm-hmm. ever since I was a little kid. He paved the way for a lot of us fighters, so I got to always pay homage to the OG. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's great 
that my name has been mentioned with with the greats mm-hmm. now at the welterweight division like Floyd, Sugar Ray Leonard, and you know Duran and Tommy Hearns and those fighters. So I'm getting my just due. All right, we got more with the champ. Terrence Crawford, when we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with the champ, Terrence Crawford. Charlemagne? What media personalities motivated you for the Earl fight? Like, 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 who were the people that you couldn't wait to go see other than me? <laughs> oh, I man. saw you call the guy retarded at the end of the fight. Oh, man. <laughs> Listen, man, there's so many of them because you got these bandwagon people that's jumping on the bandwagon. And no disrespect to, to Arrow, no disrespect for them having their own opinion, mm-hmm. you know, but it's it's a lot of boxing little podcasts and blogs that mm-hmm. always put out negative information of Terrence Crawford, you know, just because they were the Arrow Spence fans. And I, you know, I fed off of that, though. But you and Earl was a pick me though. Yeah, yeah. It was you could go, you could win either way. Yeah, but th- that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It could be a pick me. Call it, call it how you call it. Mm-hmm. You know. But at the same time, don't discredit one fighter because you like another fighter. So you're saying. trying to take yeah. all away, all his accolades away because you like this fighter. Mm-hmm. You're trying to put false information out on this fighter because you want to, you know, get this fighter all the. The attention and all the recognition and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, hey, this fighter, I think you know he got the edge because of this. Mm-hmm. But this fighter is a great fighter as well because mm-hmm. he accomplished this. Don't say, oh well, he's not fighting nobody. He he's fighting washed up opponents. Oh, the only reason why he beat this guy is because you know he was damaged good because Errol Spence already beat him and this mm-hmm. and that and that. You know, there's no need to do that. Mm-hmm. You know uh, when. When me and Arrow fight, then we're going to see who the better man is. And that's what we did on the 29th. What you did to Earl, though, I didn't expect Earl to do that to you. But I didn't expect you to do that to Earl either. Right. I don't think nobody expected what we saw. Did you expect that? Did you expect did you In, in your all. mind, when you envisioned the fight, did you think it was going to go that way? Not at all. Hmm? Not at all. I didn't, I didn't even expect it to go high win. But we train for the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in the moment. When they asked me... You know about the fight. I always say when I win, because I believe that, and I really feed off of the negative energy, the negative attention, the negative comments. So I replay all that in my head, mm-hmm. and I just, you know, it just boosts me and give me more energy. And I'm like, okay. Didn't I say that? I said every time he hit Earl, it felt like he was hitting me. <laughs> <laughs> I said that. It felt personal. It did. It felt like you was getting something off your chest in that moment. Oh yeah, for sure, man. That was definitely a fight where. You know, like I said, after the fight, I felt relieved because now it's behind me. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when I got my my kids asking me, you going to fight that Spencer guy? Mm-hmm. You know, then I know it, it, it hit home. Mm-hmm. So it's like, man, this dude got to fight. So I always try to do everything in my power and in my will to make the fight happen. Mm-hmm. And it was great because it was for all the belts. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I told everybody it's at, it's happening at the best time mm-hmm. because if we'd have fought sooner, it probably wouldn't have been as big. It probably wouldn't have meant as much because we was fighting for two belts. You know, so now what? Where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. You know, do we fight this guy? Do we fight mm-hmm. that guy? Now what? I mean, everybody, everybody keeps bringing up Canelo. I, I think that's weird. You know, because you'd have to gain like what twenty pounds. Yeah, but. They, they say that's the money fight. That's the right. mega fight. That's the money fight. That's the only thing that makes sense for Terrence Crawford. Well, you know what I mean? Catch weight. 
Mm-hmm. We can do something that'll catch weight. What weight you think? Probably like 160 or something. But you said, well, you, you said 154 is the highest you want to go. Yeah, 158. Mm-hmm. 160, that'd be cool. Also, I, I see, uh, what was that conversation when you called Eminem to have Eminem bring you out? Because that was a surprise to people. That was dope. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was, I was just talking about what should I come out to. Mm-hmm. Every song that I come out to got meaning to it mm-hmm. for 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 that for that moment when I'm fighting. And um, I was just thinking, I was like, dang man, you know it'd be dope, Eminem. I don't think he never walked nobody out. Mm-hmm. He don't really never go nowhere. He, he never, he never yeah, go outside, right? Yeah. So I was just like, man, that would be great for this great moment, mm-hmm. you know, and for him to reply on my Instagram and say that he was a big fan. I was one of his favorite fighters. I was like, oh, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you know, you get surprised and stuff like that when you're a fan of somebody and they're a fan of yours, mm-hmm. but you don't know they're a fan of yours. And mm-hmm. you're like, damn, word. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. pull up. Mm-hmm. He really pulled up. Yeah, you told him to pull up and he pulled up. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, let's do it. I'm like, damn. It's dope. So, like, everything leading up to the fight, you know, I felt as if it was my moment. And I just felt that way in my heart, my soul. Like, this this my show. It can say Spence Crawford. He can be the A-side, but this my show. Mm-hmm. Can- Canelo versus Charlo, September 30th. Who you got? I got Canelo. I think it's going to be a good fight. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Charlo, but he's skillful. He's big. He's bigger than Canelo. Even though Canelo at a higher weight, I think Canelo gonna be stronger than him. I think Canelo gonna be more powerful than him. But at the same time, I think Charlo got the boxing skill, skills to make it a competitive fight. Mm-hmm. You know, he uses jab, straight punches, and don't get caught up with all the feints and stuff that Canelo throw. I think it it'd be competitive. Canelo versus Crawford at 158. Who wins? Crawford, come on, man. Don't. Hey, listen. <laughs> what do you what do you think, Charlotte, man? <laughs> what do you think? Hey, man, you want to make a prediction know. again? That's one of them ones where I'm just going to sit back and watch it. And we already had it. A... <laughs> <laughs> He'll come back to get you again. 158, that's the fight, though. Right. Like, that's the fight. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, don't, I can't see, there's nobody else out there for you. I can't see any, when we talking mega fights mm-hmm. and, you know, where you are now, I don't see, who else Who else would, would make sense? Yeah. Have there been talks? Has the, has the conversation no, started? No, no. They're already focused on what they got in front of them. That's Jamel. Mm-hmm. So I would never, you know, try to interfere in what they got going on right now. Mm-hmm. How many more fights you think you got left? If you had to guess. You'd be, what, you'd be about to be 37? 36? 36. 36. Okay. Two? Three? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm healthy as could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm healthy as could be, man. I, I probably can fight till I'm like 45. Yeah. But at the same time, I always said I want to retire at 33. Mm-hmm. I always said I want to retire from boxing. I never wanted boxing to retire me. You know, so uh, boxing has definitely been good to me. I'm going I'm to retire on top. So for you, it's all about legacy and money at this point? 100%. My legacy is already set in stone. Yeah. You know, before when you look at my career, I was already going to the Hall of Fame without spending. That's the only thing I didn't accomplish yet is is the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in boxing that Terrence Crawford haven't accomplished. Yeah, I mean, he made history. You undisputed two division champion. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about without spans. So now that that fight have happened, and now that I made history again. Now what? It's about the money, man. Is Earl? Is Spence? Right. Is Spence Crawford two a mega fight? I don't know if that's a mega fight anymore, but that's your fault. <laughs> is what it is, man. We're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. That's one thing we it, we is going to do. Mm-hmm. We're going to figure it out. And if not, then, you know, it is what it is. I had I had my moment. Wait on Canelo at 158. All right. 
That's the fight. Mm-hmm. Who you got, Red? I'm just gonna sit back now. You shut up. Now you shut up. I'm gonna sit back and observe. We'll see next time he comes. He's probably gonna take your chair again. It's the only person the the champ can sit in the chair. (laughs) The champ can sit in the chair. For sure, for sure. Well, I appreciate you for coming and joining us. Appreciate you so much. I still offered you. I ain't got thirty million dollars, but if you if you take a little extra, you just want to man. Why would he, why check would he one put time. somebody for free? At <laughs> just this chin point. check one time. No just one time. It just why? might be gratification. One why? time, you know. He's the champ. He, he he's the guy. Like, right. We know this already. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's Terrence Crawford. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Thank you, brother. For sure. The Breakfast Club. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. 
That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got our guest co-host, Roxy Romeo, with us. Yes. All right, and let's get to the rumors. Hello. I yes. say Roxy. This is the rumor report. Well, it's Roxy Romeo. Roxy been iHeart Mafia all these years. I say Roxy. If you want to know if something is like cool or if it's hip, the only way that you're going to know is if somebody from the culture, the black culture, co-signs it. On The Breakfast Club. Turn it up. All right, so definitely well-deserved. Big congratulations going out to Nas and Lil Wayne. Both mm-hmm. have been inducted into Billboard's Hip Hop Hall of Fame. Yes, and uh, they did give speeches. So let's see what Lil Wayne had to say about it. Thank you. First of all, of course, you already know got to give thanks to the man above. Also, those that we lost, those that we wish were here, we thank you as well. And to my fans, I think I word it the best way when I say I ain't without you this this is for y'all y'all as in my fans y'all as in the people in the crowd my supporters those that work with me those that work for me those that work around me those that work like me this is for us just another footnote i ain't stopping they told me what time to be here i was in the studio they told me when i could leave i'll be going back to the studio so thank you i love you all what what is Billboard's Hip Hop Hall of Fame? Is that different than? I never heard of it till now. Oh, but yeah, any any Hip Hop Hall of Fame that don't got Lil Wayne and Nas in it is not valid. So drop on the clues bonds for Lil Wayne and Nas. You got Nas piece too. Yep, Nas as well. I never won awards in the nineties. First of all, I want to say thank you, Billboard. Before I get into all of that, thank you, Billboard. This is cool. Forty nine years old. I'm about to turn 50 along with hip-hop, man. Mm. I didn't get into it for awards. We got into it because we love the art form. So I want to thank you all for getting awards at 49. Not when I was 29. Y'all motherfuckers was cheap. But I appreciate you. You know, I ain't gonna lie. I stayed away from award shows back then. I thought that was the devil. I ain't gonna lie. But it ain't. You make it what it is. Award shows are the devil until you start winning those awards. <laughs> <laughs> well, they said the uh, Billboard Hip Hop Hall of uh, Fame is new. They said they recently introduced it. One of our producers said, I just I just never heard of it. I wonder who else is, is a, a part of it. Hey, listen, any Hip Hop Hall of Fame, Lil Wayne and Nas are first ballot unanimous Hall of Famers. But what I love about both of them, they're showing that it does get greater later. Like mm-hmm. That's why as much as folks like to say hip-hop is a young man's game, one of the criteria to being a great now, to be considered a legend, is longevity. That's How right. long can you be around? Because we've seen so many people have 20 and 30 year runs, so that's what it's about, longevity. Absolutely. What other hip-hop Hall of Fame exists? Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
So. I, re- I really don't know. But, you know, I just wonder who else is in there. If LL Cool J is in there, if, if Run DMC is in there, if, you know, NWA, Easy E, Dr. Dre, Ice Cube is Ooh. in there. I did. Yeah. It, nothing came up. That's why I'm asking. Oh, really? All right. Yeah, well, much. we'll look into it. So I love the story because, as you guys may know, I'm a mama and a recent mama of uh, my second child. Mm-hmm. My daughter's eight months old. Rihanna. She is pregnant and. You know, she leaves no stone unturned. She just launched a maternity collection for Savage by Fenty. She has been the sexiest mama, I swear, like that I have seen in a long time. I definitely was not that type of pregnant woman. Mm. (laughs) Showing everything off and just, yeah, it was never me. I was wearing oversized clothes. She Mm. was wearing undersized clothes, but she looks amazing. Uh, But it doesn't have a lot of pieces. It's only like a nursing bra right now and a big oversized shirt that says make more babies. Mm. But I'm sure it will expand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw saw the nursing bra ad. Yeah, so congratulations to Rihanna. If I was going to have another baby, which will not happen, I would buy something. Wow. Why I want it? Oh no 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 no! We done. You t- Shop is closed. <laughs> Jesus, that is it. Two, sure? two, two babies. I'm good. You not one more. No no no. We're good. Right, we're good. Nice. We're good. Yeah. Shop is closed. We're done. Hey, if you if you say it, I believe it. Yeah yeah yeah. Moving on. But just Charlemagne and I she said, said that. Probably. <laughs> Charlemagne and I said that before. Now I have six years four. No, that don't mean nothing. I gotta get a vasectomy. I'm, I'm, I'm actually past due for a vasectomy. I've been supposed to get a vasectomy. Oh, so, Ben told me to get a vasectomy. So you were both of you were mm-hmm. you trying to stop before you had these other ones? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think I was good. I think we were good with three, but then you know, like I said, you, you just you keep don't shooting make the club these up. plans. Yep. I, I, don't, I didn't even shoot the club up on purpose. But, you know, <laughs> COVID that COVID year was rough. Mine is the iHeartRadio music festival. That COVID year, you know, we was in the house, you know, so you had to do something to yeah, pass the time. It happened. Yeah, and mine was every year the iHeartRadio music festival. We go out to Vegas and get drunk and. Come back pregnant. I got. I, my, you know what's so crazy? My last two. <laughs> Come back pregnant. My last two were born around the iHeart Festival. So both of you. Mine was nine months after iHeart Radio Festival. Mine is on the oh, week. Oh, mine oh, is on right, the okay, actual weekend. I've actually missed iHeart Music Festival twice. twice. Well, guys, it's coming up. Envy. Yeah. yeah. Just letting you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Tory Lanez, an update with him. Of course, you know he was sentenced to 10 years. Well, he has been given credit towards that 10-year sentence, 305 days served with his like uh, house arrest and all of that. So he gets almost an entire year knocked off the 10 years. That ain't saying much. I mean, that's good. It's better than doing the whole 10, but you're still going to have to do like, what, seven, eight? Seven. So that, that was he, my... With the 85%. 85% with good behavior. Like seven, seven, so that's the, that's the rule? <coughs> well, he'll get... 85% of the 10 years and then he'll knock, knock off a year for good behavior months, yeah. so he'll have about 7 years left okay well he is going to request a bail pending an appeal of course you know they're going to appeal but most likely that is not going to be granted yeah I think they declined him the first time he tried right sure mm-hmm. did mm-hmm. so I mean good luck Tory Lanes. I oh. wish you nothing but the best oh, do right. you? <laughs> Not, re- not really, but you know, trying to be PC People here. People just be saying <laughs> cliche stuff for no reason. Wish you the best. Roxy knows she don't feel that. We're way. praying for you. <laughs> what? It'll be okay. I, d- I did not expect him to get 10 years. I will say that. I was surprised he got that much. Hey, man, consequences have actions. Agreed. All no, right. that's not how it goes. Consequences have uh, repercussions. No. There's consequences to <laughs> oh, your actions. That's what I was trying to say. Every cause has an effect. Yes, there's consequences to your actions. That's what that's what I was trying to say. Okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that was the rumor report. We got the People's Choice Mix coming up. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's go. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same.
Our audible pick of the day is Snoop Dogg's From the Streets to the Sweets. Here's Snoop's journey from the streets of Long Beach to hip-hop legend. Listen when you sign up for a free trial at audible.com slash Snoop. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Roxy Romeo here. She's our guest, our special guest. You driving back to Philly or are you staying out here? Well, I still got one more day. Yeah, so. that's what I'm saying. Are you coming back tomorrow or are you staying out here for the for the night? No, no, no. Oh, I'm definitely not driving back. No. Oh, no, no. You act like it's a six-hour drive. This is yeah, but two hours. Two and a half hours to drive and come. No, no, no. You, yeah, yeah, that I'm means you would have to get up at two in the morning. Exactly. No, I, I came that. I came yesterday evening, Yep. and I will be leaving tomorrow. So what you doing in the city today? Anything? I have no idea. What should I do? There's not much to do. You, oh, you know what you can go do? You can go to the Brooklyn, uh, the, the, Brook, the Brooklyn Library. Public Library to go see the Book of Hope. Book of Hope. So I have family visiting from Trinidad right now. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're going to come back to New York for a whole weekend and we're going to include that. So that's why I'm not going to do it right now. Okay. okay. See, that but was... that's also why New York needs more things to do. That's why I hope that uh, Jay-Z and Rock Nation get granted the, the license for the casino. Because mm-hmm. then there will be a lot more to do in the middle of Times yeah. Square. Because it's not just going to be the casino in you know, uh, the right. middle of Times Square. It's going to be other things there. You know what right. I mean? It's going to be other, like how we talked about, you know, what if the 4040 was in the casino? Or what if there yeah. was a comedy club in the casino? Like yeah. there's other things that's going to be in the casino. That's you know? right. So but, what do you guys, you don't do anything? While you, I mean, while you're in the city? Um, what do you do for fun? Just eat. I, I, I eat. <laughs> but I, I mean, I usually got the kids with me. So if you had the kids with me, I'll tell you go to American Dream where they got the, the rides and roller coasters and the water park is and that all that. Is that the like really, really big mall? Yes, it is. Okay. And it's like maybe what, 10 minutes away? 15 minutes through the, bridge, through the okay. tunnel? Okay. Um, a lot of stuff for kids. I, you know, I go with the kids, but you mm-hmm. know, if it, if it's date night, it's usually a movie, a play, take the wife out, go roller skating. Like we just do cool, corny stuff that we love. It's crazy how it's really nothing to do Mm-mm. in New York City, and I, I can't even imagine that. Like, like when you think of New York, like when I think of New York, like and from the times that I visited, it just has like this crazy, crazy energy that you mm-hmm. don't get anywhere else, and the city is alive. I believe that. I believe the energy is still there. Yeah. City's there. Like I was, I was in the city uh, this weekend, and it was a lot of people are, are out and about. The energy was there. It's just I don't really see as much things. Like there used to be a lot of stuff for us to do. Mm-hmm. There's the ice cream spot where my kids love to go, where they show like the making of candy and ice cream, which is really cool. All the kids love it. Uh, there's a lot of little things that 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 kids. If you were with the kids, I would mm-hmm, tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. But when we come back, positive notice. The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got our guest co-host Roxy Romeo. I know you want to roll that bar so bad. But now it's time for positive notice. Charlemagne. Yes, I want to tell everybody too, man. Uh, Monk's Corner, South Carolina. Make sure that you join me this Saturday. I'll be doing my annual uh, back the school giveaway and fish fry okay so I'll be giving away backpacks and school supplies and we have a fish fry so it's free backpacks and school supplies free food uh, free haircuts and yeah I'll be there from 12 to 3 p.m. at the Berkeley High School student parking lot 406 West Main Street in Moss Corner South Carolina you know how we do it every year man so uh, I'll see you out there this weekend all right now the positive note is this the secret to being wrong isn't to avoid being wrong the secret is being willing to be wrong. And the secret is also realizing that wrong isn't fatal. Okay? I'm saying that because I was wrong about uh, Earl Spence beating Terrence Crawford. <laughs> Have a nice day. Breakfast Club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done? From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.